Welcome to Network Marketing Breakthroughs Podcast with Rob Sperry, where you will hear stories and strategies to help increase sales in your business. Let's level up your network marketing business with your host, Rob Sperry. I'm right on here. My title is, I'm checking to make sure it's working, is the Mindset Guru because <laughs> he is just one of the all-time favorite speakers when... I got to do a, a three-day event and brought her on and we had known of each other and we'd been able to chat a little bit, but you know, it was, it was one of the top takeaways that people had because you made it real for people. You made it tangible for people. And the thing I like is you actually built in the field to understand that side. You were an athlete. So you understand that side as well, as far as it's like, lose, win, win, lose, win, lose, win inside of the same game. And then you've studied so much on the mindset and the psychology and connecting it for people to take action that it just gets me excited. So, Deb, what's going on? How are we how are we doing today? Oh, man, I am rocking it. I so love to be here with you. Um, and I, I'm excited because what we're going to do is we're going to take mindset and we're going to apply it to leadership. Because what people don't realize is their mindset identity, their their leader's identity is either allowing them to step up, right, and to rank advance and to move into leadership or it's holding them back. And uh, I was doing a class this morning and was basically talking about this, that, that whatever rank you're at, if you've been here for a while, this is it. You're stuck. You're, you've settled into, you've hit the ceiling, the leadership ceiling level for you, and you're going nowhere. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> let's just be blunt. This is it. And, and the reason for that is our minds um, love to stay safe. Our, loves, our mind loves to be live in a box. In fact, I always... I always bring out my favorite little, <laughs> little uh, visual, which is a brain in a box, you know, and this is our set point, our limit, our um, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's our neuro set point. And so basically, if you want something different than you have, we've got to get in there and figure out what is it about your identity that is holding you stuck. And that's really what we're going to play with today and also at the event we're going to be doing. Well, I love that. And I love it just because when we really break down the business, it's super simple. And typically, it's not what we don't know that holds us back. It's what we know but for whatever reason, we just can't figure out why we're not willing to do it. Because if we just broke it down and made it stupid simple and we said, hey, go contact 100 people, figure out who and where and do it every single week for a year, most people would crush their businesses. But yes, there's ways to have more efficiency and there's strategies and there's techniques that, of course, are important. But the business itself is very simple. Leadership and mindset it's, even though it's simple, right? There's some layers to that. So before we dive into this, you have an incredible event coming up that I, I get the opportunity to be at a speaker for. I know that you've spent a lot of time, months and months and months preparing this. You have some of the world's best speakers. I just feel honored to be able to rub shoulders with. So why don't you tell us about that really fast? And then after that, we're going to dive straight into the little preview you gave to the movie earlier. 
Yeah, we have, it's called one big thing you need to know in order to build a limitless team. And that's the first thing that you're speaking at for free this week. There's a 20 minute uh, pre-recorded, you and I did an interview that what it's going to do, what this little free session is going to do is help people figure out what current leadership identity am I living in and what changes do I need to create in order to get where I want to get? So that's the first thing. We want to invite everybody to join us for free. I can institute.com backslash one big thing. So I can institute.com backslash one big thing. That will get them to the registration page. They'll see your beautiful face on that as well. That'll get them in. Got it? And we are going to post your recording uh, tomorrow. So if they want to get in, they can immediately go uh, check out uh, my free training and then yours will follow immediately tomorrow. We'll be posting it. And you know what I loved about your what you did for that recording was that you talked about the power of urgency as a mindset, urgency to move into action. And you know... You know this as a coach and I do as a teacher. It's like you can watch video all day long of the perfect stroke in tennis, right? Or the the best left-hand layup on the planet. Watching a video, listening to somebody tell you how to do it, not the same as getting a racket in your hand, getting on the court and taking a swing. You learn more by getting on the court and taking a swing than you will all day long watching a video. And what you and I are both teaching is, look, let's get the mindset right and then let's get them on the court, right? And and get the swing, get them engaged in the swing. Make sense? 100%. It's like we talked about a little bit of, you can't become a professional pianist from watching, you know, a thousand YouTube videos. You're like, I'm so good. You've got to actually go out and yeah, you can watch some. It's going to help you. But it's the yeah. whole learn, action, 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 learn, action, action. Instead of in network marketing, it's learn, 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 learn. And it's like, oh, a little bit of action. We associate it trading time for money because that's how it works in jobs. So it's, yeah. it's so important that even when we know it, right? We keep having these reminders over and over and over to get us focused to make things happen. And I I challenged some people this morning on a call um, who were talking about how much they love to learn, love to learn, love to learn. And you and I both see this is that in this industry, we get so engaged in the learning process. We, We buy classes. We show up. We're so quick to spend money and quote, you know, show up. But the thing we don't do is apply, right? We're not practicing. We're not getting out and doing. And we want to teach people how to do that step by step by step. Learn, apply, learn, apply, learn, apply. Um, Because that's really the learning. That's what we call teach to mastery. And what that really means is that you can have me and Rob by your side, guiding every single step of the way, overcoming fear. And fear is the only thing that gets in the way. If you're not doing something you know you need to be doing, fear is the culprit. And it's all dressed up in fun little things. <laughs> you know, it's excuses and it's priority changes and all that stuff. But the truth is, you are not, if you are not engaged, fear is at the base of it. So we want to get people past that and into action, Rob. Yeah. And I love how you said that fear is it's just a different way of saying it. it's just dressed up in different ways, right? 
because we know that we, we list all these different type of fears. We have fear of success, fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of missing out, right? And then the mother of all fears, you know, fear of judgment. And then you talk a lot about the fear of the unknown and they really just all go together. They're just different ways of describing the same things as people are trying to make things happen. And that's why I love how you, you peel it back in a way that people understand it, but also in a way, like you just said, the word application, they can apply it because we don't mm. want to be the broke know-it-alls, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to be the broke know-it-all. Stop being the broke know-it-all. There's, there's, And again, we're not saying this to rip on anybody. It's to give you some tough love to shake you up because we want to help you achieve your goals and your dreams and your ambitions rather than making the plan for the plan of the plan of the plan of the plan of the plan, right? I've been there, done that. That's I got the t-shirt for it also. So that's why we can both talk about this because we can talk through yeah. uh, many of our failures, right? Uh, we've had a lot of successes. We've had many more learning lessons, as we'll say. Right, right, right. And you know why that is? I mean, this is all human nature. You know, what I say to people all the time is, here's, you are normal. This process is the natural human experience. And so there's nothing wrong with you, right? If you're in avoidance and you're hesitating and you're procrastinating and you're making excuses, you're normal. The key is that you can either settle for normal right? Or you can be extraordinary and move past it. And that's really the ultimate uh, training experience, the retreat that we want to invite people to is a two and a half day event, right? Called Escape the Ordinary. And, and what it's going to give everyone is, first of all, the blueprint. Here's the blueprint for using your mindset to step into higher levels of leadership. We want you to have the blueprint, but I want to help you break through whatever it is that's getting in the way. I was talking to someone this morning and she said, you know, I said, what is, what is the most, uh, the biggest negative that you have on becoming a leader? And she said, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing that would cause me to stop. And I said, really? All right. Well, then are you doing it? And she said, well, no, I'm not. <laughs> I said, okay, then there's something going on there. Right. So what is it? Let's, let's examine it. Well, what we finally got down to is that, you know, she's a preacher's wife and she has lots of responsibilities. She has lots of community pressures. And what she came to us, I don't want to have one more place where people are waiting on me, needing me, calling me. In fact, while we were talking, she picked her phone up. It was buzzing at her and she said, stop calling me. And I said, aha, right? Aha. So if you believe that stepping into leadership means you've got all these needy people chasing you all the time, then guess what? Mm, right? You're never going to step into leadership because your brain is going to sabotage that to protect you. All sabotage behavior is self-protective behavior. And so what we, what we were kind of talking about and working into is Guys, we have to change your expectations of leadership. We have to change your identity, your thoughts, the things you're thinking about all day long as you look at somebody else who's in leadership and you say to yourself, I don't want to be that kind of leader. You're stabbing your, yourself in the back. And we got to change the language. We got to change the identity. We, gotta, we, we need to create some significant changes here so that you are stepping into the kind of leadership that you've always dreamed of. You did that. Rob, you stepped into extraordinary leadership. How did you do that? Oh, my goodness. Now you're flipping on me when I already had like three questions for you. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, I think the biggest thing is I always focused on growing up in tennis. I was the little guy. Now I'm 6'1". 
But um, when I was 14, my brother was 12. He was taller than me. My sister was 10. She was taller than me. And the way that I won was always by fight and effort, which really translated into progress, which many people think the definition of happiness is progress. When we're progressing, we're happy. There's a reason why there's some people that are worth $500 million and you know, and they're depressed when they're going backwards or why they continue to work because it's a legacy. It's, it's bigger than just the money. The money can represent progress to them. Everyone keeps score in different ways. So for me, that's all I focused on was just keep getting better. I was so good at putting my head down. So in tennis, you focus on one point at a time, one shot at a time. And I became hyper focused when I started out in this profession uh, I was the world's worst public speaker, and, and I'm not exaggerating. My mentor said on a scale one to 10, I was a one out of 10, sounded like I was at my father's funeral. He was the most strong, strong personality ever on the face of the earth still that I've ever met. And uh, it was out of love. Luckily, I knew him, so I took it that way. But it took me a while. I think even after five years of doing it, I, I was probably at best maybe a six out of 10. It wasn't until I'd done it for seven, eight years. Actually, it wasn't until Facebook Lives because then there was no audience and I had to learn to bring energy with no audience that I started to become good and then better. And even still, I'll assess, but it didn't It didn't become until then. And, and now I feel comfortable speaking in front of, it doesn't matter, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, bring it on because my mindset's changed, right? Where I do feel more comfortable. But as you and I talk about, you know, Billie Jean King says pressure is a privilege, so I associate to all of these opportunities where I used to feel nervous as a reassociation to, wow, like it's cool. I feel this way because it means something. And so that for me was ways that that's just one example, but that's what I did with everything is I just focused on the progress. We heard the cliches, progress over perfection. And I think a lot of times people understand cliches are cliches for a reason because they're timeless principles. We kind of yeah. just hear them and we're like, next, what else? Next, what else? So that was for me. What would you give maybe something you did um, or you teach other people to do to help with their mindset in regards to leveling up their leadership? You know, I would say most of my leadership came from sports. Absolutely. Um, and I'm going to tell you that my high school coach was extraordinary. She was into what we called at the time PMA, positive mental attitude. Yeah. And I, here I am, 5'2". I was the captain of my basketball team as a as a junior in high school. And she used to, like, pull me by the scruff of the neck at the beginning of the game. She'd pull me aside. She'd say, look into my eyes. And she said, where is your mindset right now from a 1 to a 10? Where's your mindset? And she would, ha- she would ask me. She would push me against the wall, man. If I wasn't a 10, she'd say, get to a 10, get to a 10. How do you get to a 10? She didn't have a lot of strategies at the time, right? But it was kind of like I just had to find it. You know, I had to find it. She's like, I don't, I'm not seeing it. I don't see it in your eyes. You know, tell me that you're a 10. And she's like, no, you're just yelling and screaming, but you're not feeling it. I want to feel it. And what I learned by, you know, the meditations and the visualizations and the affirmations and and we had to find it in a moment. She would snap her finger and say, be it, you know, just get there, be there. And I I had to find a way to internally find, right, that energy. What I learned from that experience was that it was a choice. 
leadership and being able to feel confident and believe, right? Believe I could leave my team. It was something that I could shift. I could turn it on. I could find it. I could uncover it. I could feel it. I could get there. Confidence is a feeling and a feeling is something that, man, you can have it one minute and it's gone the next, but you can bring it back in another minute. And what I learned was that my team, right, went, they followed me. So if my confidence was low and I didn't choose to create a shift, they were all following me. And so many times my coach would pull me aside and said, in this moment, they're going to follow you. Where are you going to lead them? I, I could feel the energy and the commitment of that. I remember one specific thing, Rob. It, there was a game when this was before the three-pointer. Right, I'm showing my age here. But we uh, we were playing this team. They were totally had out us outmatched, right? But she knew the importance of this game. We had been, we'd been beaten up all game long, came down to the last, it was like eight, eight seconds left. And um, she pulled everybody over and she said, we're going to run this play specific play. And um, we all knew that the best we'd ever run that play in practice was 12 seconds. It was a 12 second play. And uh, she pulled us over and she said, we're running it. We have eight seconds left. Deb, you're going to receive. I threw the ball in. I, you know, I circled off of a couple of screens. I got in the corner and I'm supposed to let go of the ball. Um, what would have been a three-point play, right? Way in the corner. And, we, you know, we all were like, we can't do it. We can't do it. We need 12 seconds. And she said, decide now. You can run it in eight. Decide. We're all like, okay, we're running it. We're running eight seconds. We got in. I slapped the ball, you know, got it in took the turn and I received the ball. I mean, I really didn't even see it. Honestly, it's like I came off that last screen and got the ball in midair. I release it. And as the ball has just left my hand, the buzzer went off. And I have to tell you, it was one of those moments where I got chills today thinking about it, but we, we all kind of just stood right. And we're like, just waiting and waiting as you watch the ball fell here with slow motion as it rips through the net. Our team went berserk. I mean, we are flying around the court screaming. They're, you know, we're lifting each other in the air. Of course, we'd lost the game by about eight points, but it was a moment when it felt right. It felt like we just won the championship. And the other team kind of stood and stared at us like, what the heck are you thinking? Mm. I I could just, you know, to this day, it was like one of those bizarre moments. I never forgot it because we did decide. We decided we would do it. I knew I was going to lead the team. And it was it was like magic, you know, just got released because it was a choice. We, we got to choose. And that, I think that is the moment I always carried through all of my network marketing experience, my consulting, my coaching, my training, my, you know, my keynotes, everything. It's like, decide. Before you get on stage, you decide. And then you give it everything you've got and you let the chips fall where they may. And that's leadership. Yeah, I I love uh, stories, especially when they connect with sports. I'm following you the whole time. I love them. I love them. I'm thinking of like, as you're telling it, I'm not even just thinking about this coaching here. Uh, Many of you know that, you know, part of my purpose for working was always die with memories, not with dreams. So I started coaching my high school tennis teams for my son and my daughter. And we actually have this state championship this weekend and uh my daughter's team they got it they got a good shot everyone finished number one in their region which is very rare so 
they've, they've done what they need to so far. And so I'm already thinking of some things to say. And I like how you use the word decide because I think people forget that second part of the word decide, C-I-D-E, stands for to kill. Think about it. Pesticide, homicide, suicide, like everything is to kill. So you're killing the option, right? It's like you've made the decision and the number one cause of failure, according to Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich, is indecision. Think about that. When there's indecision, you have no chance of anything because you don't even know which direction you're headed. And so deciding is that first factor that's so key and critical. It gives you a chance once you decide. And so many people wonder why they're not having success and whatever it is they're focused on because they haven't even made the decision yet. They're still wondering, right? Which way, which direction? It's like trying to climb a mountain and you don't even know which direction you're going. And, and there may be five or six and maybe one's a lot longer than the other, but at least you decided and you're headed up instead of just being stagnant and waiting. And so that really stood out. Last questions I'll ask is, again, let's remind everybody that tuned in a little bit late where can, they can find this incredible uh, free trainings that we're going to have coming, you know, a couple part series. I know we've got our interview. I know you've got a couple others that are coming out. And then the question to go along with that is, is what are some things that you've seen or maybe one thing you've seen that helps somebody also change their identity? Because we know for a lot of people that self-sabotage is real. The imposter syndrome is real. It's like a thermostat for success, right? Where it's just set at this. And so they get to that level and they find ways to rationalize why they don't deserve more. And so they find, I mean, there's always ways to succeed and ways to fail. And they find those ways to not have that next level success. So first tell us again, where we can find this incredible free event. And then after that, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear the answer to that question. Okay. So the first thing you can do is go to, to ICANninstitute.com backslash one big thing. I can institute.com backslash one big thing. And that will get you into the free training. So just get registered there. And then that will take you all the different places you need to go to get more. But let's start there. But I want to come back to what you're talking about, Rob, because this is really the key, isn't it? Is that our set point, right? Which is our brain in the box, right? The boundary that our brain lives in. It is all based on a couple of key things. One is, are you safe? Where is the safety net? So most of us, this has been set by years and years and years, the early years of our life, right? That's where the boundary gets identified and set, says, here's who you are, here's what you can do. Most importantly, here's where you're safe. Okay, so number one is always a safe and security issue. The second thing is the deservability, which you also said, right? I deserve, I deserve to have more. I'm worthy of more. And then the third is your belief about what you can and cannot do. All of this is part of what is set, I'm going to say set in stone in the first seven years of life. And so what we've got to do, come in with the chisel and go, whoa, 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 wait, we can rewrite that set point. We can, we can literally push the boundary of, the set, of that set point out. But you have to have tools to do that. You have to practice regularly. You know, people always say to me, Deb, how do you create, how do you rewire the brain? And I'll say repetition over time, which is honestly, if you're an athlete, it's the same thing your coach is going to tell you right? How do you get a killer serve? Repetition over time. So it's like you got to practice and practice and practice and not just one day, right? But 
days and weeks and months. So the same thing is true when it comes to our, our neural set point is that we have to first create the vision of where it is we want to go because the brain has to have a visual target. The brain has to have a picture. So when we create our vision boards and we're actually creating a leader identity board. So what is the identity right, that I want mm. to embrace as a leader. So I'm going to create it first. And then we have to, we have to create around that board, the boundary, right, that is safe and deserve and ability can, right? If I can do those things, I can step into any identity. And what we want to do is walk people through that process, prove it to you that you can literally transform your identity if you can follow these simple steps and then repetition over time, we're going to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat that identity that you want as an extraordinary leader. So that's what we're going to be doing. I love that. And the great part is, again, I just you always are laying it out in steps and formulas. So it's not a, just a smorgasbord of ideas because that's how my brain operates, at least so that I can take action on things and you know, look at, okay, am I doing this? Am I doing that? Am I doing this? Am I doing that to go? Well, Deb, I know you're extremely busy right now planning and prepping for all these incredible events. I appreciate you for making time and coming on my platform to share some of your thoughts and some of your ideas. You're, you're an icon in this incredible profession for what you're doing. You've helped so many. And uh, I've just been excited to be able to get to know you these last several months better and better as I know we're going to keep doing more and more together. So thank you so much for coming on. And as always, we'll be doing many, many more of these together. Thanks so much. Appreciate you, Rob. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you go smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the latest and greatest podcasts. And as always, please go leave a five-star rating review. And then the last thing I always want to mention to all that listen to podcasts is if you go to www.robsperry.com, I have tons of free content there to help you out to build your network marketing business.